Senator. I'm Brian Vinton. I'm Sarah Vesson. And I'm Frederick Philip Von Weiss. And thank you for consuming the Thunder Nerds, a conversation with the people behind the technology that love what we do and do tech good. Ha! And we're doing tech good here at DevFest Florida 2019. Yep. Ryan, where are we at actually here? Orlando, Florida, at this amazing place that we've determined the name might be. Oviedo. Yes, Oviedo Mall. <laughs> 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 I'm going to trip on it every time. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're here with Faisal Abbott. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. We just had a conversation uh, the other day, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm happy to have you on again. Yeah, so uh, what, 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 uh, what have you been up to uh, since then? Preparing for my talk. Really. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I figured. Back to back, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just preparing for them and making sure the notes and everything and code samples work. Yeah, but yeah, that was that's what I was busy with. Yeah, I, yeah. I imagine you were really busy with that. Yeah, yeah, doing two two talks. Two talks. Um, but for for our, uh, our audience that might not know you, uh, tell us a little bit about you know you and what you do. Uh, I'm a Google developer expert. Um, in my professional life, I am a co-founder at a company called DYDX. We do API monitoring. But uh, I, when I talk and stuff, it's more around Google Developer Expert, which basically means I talk about Flutter, uh, Android, machine learning, and then sometimes I'll do non-Google-related topics like um, uh, decentralized apps, uh, mm. Bitcoin and stuff. But that's when, you know, we were all getting rich off cryptocurrency. And now we're all poor, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about that anymore. Yeah. You still have a lot of Bitcoin left? Yeah, I do. It's there, it's there. I'm holding Eventually, <laughs> you never know. One right? day. One yeah, day. yeah, you never know. What about uh, what about uh, what was the Facebook one? Libra. Libra. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's dead. Yeah. Is it dead? Yeah. It's a car oh, crash. It's gone. Oh, I didn't realize that was yeah. dead already. I mean, it's Facebook. Are you gonna trust Facebook? No, that, that's I what, but, 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 but that's why I'm so yeah. I was so interested in it. Going, like, are they really gonna do that? I guess not. Oh, no, yeah. your money. Yeah, that would be so weird. Yeah. yeah. Why would it be? Do you think it's weird? He doesn't trust me with money. Do you think it's weird? <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't give Sarah. No, I was going to ask him, ask you, uh, looking at you, because I was going to see if we could talk about his thoughts. I'm, I'm ready. Here we are. Uh, yeah. You're ready? All right, we're ready. Let's go. So, what's your talk about today? Uh, the first talk. Oh, what are your talks about? Yeah. First talk was uh, building Flutter apps. And Woo! <laughs> and, Sorry, uh, I like that topic. Yeah. yeah. And it was around uh, just learning what Flutter is, how to actually go ahead and build a Flutter app uh -huh. and uh, the pros and cons of building a Flutter app. Um, I try to not to like be religious about it, but I try to like break it down. So it's like, here's when you should use Flutter and here's when you shouldn't. Um, so that was the first talk. And then the second talk was an experimental talk around machine learning, which was getting started with machine learning and not in terms of understanding the code or anything, but understanding where to even begin to learn. Uh, a lot of people that I meet, um, including myself many years ago, always ran into the issue of, well, I need to install Python, I need to install TensorFlow and stuff, and then you don't know what to do. Or sometimes mm -hmm. you can't even get those things installed, right? And so just trying to break it down into a digestible chunk on mm -hmm. what to do first, where to go. Uh, if you like reading books, this is the book you should read and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Book talks went well. So uh, with, with the Flutter talk, t tell us some of these advantages that you're talking about. So the advantage of Flutter is really Flutter is controlling uh, the viewport there, right? So mm -hmm. if you think about it like Unity for games, that's mm -hmm. Unity for apps. Uh, so when you develop a Flutter app, it's going to look the same on all devices. doesn't matter if the device is 
five years old or milked by Samsung or you know running in like an emerging market. It's gonna look the same and behave the same, right? So a lot, think of it as the flash player done right. Uh, and I'm sure Google probably hates that analogy. Oh, that's but a bad analogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I say because it's digestible. Analogy. Yeah, no, it's the digestible. Flash revolutionized the web. Exactly. So you're taking that. Too. <laughs> But you've learned those lessons, right? Yeah, and so exactly. it's open source. Um, it's built in public. There's no closed yeah. guardians around this. And so you, when you're building a Flutter app, you know it's going to last for a while. Mm -hmm. um, nothing lasts forever, but it's going to last for a while. For a while. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to get good performance because Google's working really hard to ensure it runs 60 frames per second on all devices. So leave it up to them to make sure their rendering engine works. And the rendering engine that powers Flutter it's the same rendering engine that powers Chrome, right? At the base layer, it's the same skia rendering engine. Oh, okay. So it's not a direct, they're not fetching from Chrome every time, but it's the same technology that they're using. So they know it's low powered, and they know it's fast. You know, Chrome runs absolutely everywhere. Yeah. And so it's that base technology. It's not a web view, but it's that same rendering engine. Yeah, one thing I was curious about with the 60 frames per second, I couldn't find anything about it. I'm curious if you know. What happens with that with displays that are like 90 hertz? Like, yeah. what's it doing? So right now, I read actually a GitHub issue about this. Right now, there isn't anything specifically planned yeah. to support it. I'm sure they're working on it, simply okay. because it's Pixel 4. But it will just behave like a normal app, okay. right? So if you play with the Pixel 4, only certain apps are optimized for 90 frames per second. Yeah. And the, the other ones just look like a normal app. OK. Yeah. That makes sense. Hmm. I'd set that answer. <laughs> what do you tell people that um, that haven't used Flutter before? Um, you know, th this is the definite advantage. I know you've heard these things, and maybe uh, you know people talk about uh, you know you know I, I use uh, React, and I'm, right. I'm not going to get away from this. What, what what would you tell them? So I tell them if you're comfortable with React, use React Native, mm -hmm. right? Don't. Um, the big advantage of Flutter is that it's gonna the same, it's gonna run the same on all devices. The problem with React Native, very often, is it'll run great on iOS. On Android, on large numbers of devices, it's gonna start behaving weird, right? Because the way React Native fundamentally works is it says, "This is a JavaScript button, and I'm running on Android, so I'm gonna create an Android button, mm -hmm. right?" But the problem with Android is it's so fragmented that on an HTC phone, it can start to your button will have unusual patterns. So there was a company that invited me to just do some consulting uh, to understand that they had built a React Native app, and they have like 500 million users. And they kind of deployed this app in the Philippines. And what happened there was their app ran, like, ran really badly. Mm. Right? And the UI just looked pretty bad. And that wasn't uh, good for them because they had a lot of users. And so they started wondering why. They were using pixels, but phones in the Philippines were really mm. weird. Right? And so they ran into all sorts of issues there. And this is the same issue you run into when you're doing native Android development. Right? And so Flutter kind of takes away that and abstracts it away by just drawing it, all the components. Uh, no, this is because, yeah. as you said, like a lot of these phones, they'll put their own stuff yes. on top of it. Yeah. If the whole world ran on, things. Exactly. The whole world yeah. ran on iOS, none of this would be an issue. Right. But thankfully, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so he's like, yep. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't like iOS. <laughs> no, I, I don't like it. But, but uh, because of the fragmentation of Android, which is a pro and a con, yeah. you run into weird issues. Yeah, and Flutter Web, and Flutter Desktop. Yes. And I like to one more I'm missing. Yeah, so Flutter Web is coming. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's still preview. an early preview, okay. which means you can take your Flutter code and deploy it to the web. Right? Love that. With okay. some caveats that you're not hooking into like the system stuff, like the contact yeah. book or the vibe. Of, of course, it's the web, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But if you can get away from all that, you can deploy it. Uh, it's coming to desktop also, so you can just, again, do the same thing on desktop. So mm. it's, it's very clever, very which cool. is why I use the yeah. flash analogy, because yeah. it is a lot like that in theory where as long as we build a rendering engine, the code will run, mm -hmm. right? So that's what they're doing. What's with the name? So I, I'm gonna be dead so honest, dark. this is the first time I've heard Flutter, like the okay. name Flutter was today. So yeah. I feel like I have a really good idea of what it is yeah. now. Um, where did you come? I'll tell you where the name comes from. Are you guys ready? No. All right, this is where the name comes from. And this was said behind, so that was at a conference, a dark conference. Wait, and you should pause for a second. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so what happened was, I was at the Dart conference, and they during the breaks, they would turn off the cameras. When they turned off the cameras, someone asked this question, and they said, all right, we'll tell you. So really, no one outside this conference knows. Oh, funny. Okay. And so the way, here's where the name comes from. Originally, it was called Sky, and that was a code name. And they needed a name for it. And so Google opened up what I assume a Google spreadsheet, <laughs> went through the names of all the companies that acquired and to save on legal paperwork and trademarks not to buy a new domain and stuff, they had a domain called Flutter. <laughs> Flutter <again. laughs> and so they said, great, great. let's use this. Yeah. You know, it's a good you know, name. You know, it is a good name. Yeah, it's yeah. a great name. And I'm sure they, they thought about it. Yeah. But they didn't want to spend money buying trademarking the new name. The leverage what, what we already have. What Flutter is, is um, Flutter was a gesture company uh, that Google bought in like 2004 or something. So they kind of had that trademark and domain and stuff. And that's where the name comes from. Wow, that's uh, crazy. Can you imagine the people who had it kind of like, what? Like, <laughs> why is this doing at all what this was before? Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, but that it actually works out perfectly, I think, because it's like, you know, Flutter, it's able to go over here and work here. Yes. So it'll go over here and work here. Really? So, yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. of Fluffernutter, so I just kind of start thinking. Flutter goes to Fluffernutter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't think of I don't even know what that is. No. No. Fluffernutter? Explain. Oh God. It's, go ahead. It's go ahead. peanut butter and fluff. Oh, and okay. What's fluff? It's marshmallow. Marshmallow. Okay. There you go. Marshmallow bread. Fluffernutter. Delicious sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Fluffnutter, let's talk about so machine learning. Here. Yes. Yeah. So, machine learning for everyone. Yeah. Even Brian? Even Brian. Uh, everyone. Okay. Everyone. Uh, I thought we got off the mean wagon. Jeez. I wasn't getting on the mean wagon. I just okay. went, you know, come on. Eh. So, yeah, it's tell us what. Done it to me. Just assuming I'm not technical. Right, exactly, which I would never would. I don't want to get hit. But tell me about it. Yeah, so this topic was around the struggles a lot of developers face when they're trying to answer machine learning. Um, it was what I call an experimental talk, where I kind of thought about, instead of going over code samples and stuff, when you go to a lot of machine learning talks, mm -hmm. it kind of assumes you know what a lot of these things are. It kind of assumes you know what classification means, or linear regression, or here's a code sample, here's where we're passing some images, and this is what's happening. And so I wanted to take it even one step before. Sorry, cracking up because I don't know why Brian's laughing. Yeah, I don't know why he's laughing either. I'm sorry. <laughs> long day, long day. Okay. You're, you're really interesting. Yeah, it's getting all red, yeah. Yeah, you're like a lobster right now. So just go off screen. It's really distracting. Keep going. So did I say sorry, something? Basil. No, he's, so. he's doing one of those things where he's thinking of something funny and he's just losing it. Yeah. 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 I see. So a lot of developers run into okay. this issue. So my whole talk was around 
how to get around that barrier. Uh -huh. And a couple of questions I did just before the talk, I found out that a lot of developers had installed. <laughs> Stop! Just yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, if you look right at them and I mess up things out. What the fuck? Sorry, Basil. No problem. So a lot of developers I had asked, even during the talk, they said they installed TensorFlow, and which is not usually the first thing you should do even when you're trying to learn machine learning. Uh, they installed TensorFlow only because you're hearing it from the media and Google. Uh, and while well, it doesn't run the machine properly or it's slow and they get kind of flustered and they give up. Right. And so I kind of, you know, peeled it back and I said, Here's the resources you should go to. Here's the high-level concepts, and you should learn the intuition. Right. Sometimes they'll learn about like here's unsupervised learning, and they don't know well when should I use this, right? So, and it's kind of daunting with all these different ways to do machine learning. So I took it a step back and I said, well, you should think about your problem and your data set and stuff. So mm. that was the experimental talk. It was well re well received. Uh, I had a lot of people come up talk about it. So yeah. But when you said think about your problem, like what yeah. do you mean, for example? So a lot of people think machine learning is a silver bullet. We can just like kind of throw it at any problem and it'll fix it. Um, mm -hmm. But you really need to understand where the data is coming from, okay. right? And try yeah. to like massage your data and uh, understand your data. So even build intuition when you're looking at the data, right? And so I showed some tools where you can easily do that and look at stats in your data set and learn about, well, you know, it looks like my data set is actually just like consists of zero and one, right? Or my data set is a bunch of ages. What's the average age? And what algorithm should I use based on the data I see? Mm. And so, because a lot of machine learning, once you understand the intuition, it's a lot of art, mm. uh, which seems wild when you think about it in yeah. terms of the deterministic programming we do. But it's, it's not really, because even when you think of the current uh, traditional programming, that in itself is an art, mm. where you could use, you know, for example, before HTML5 came around, you could just use a jig, um, you know, write plain JavaScript, uh, but there was jQuery, and you had, you had mm. to really understand, have an intuition of when to use jQuery and when not to. So it's the same with machine learning, where you, once you start using it, you build an intuition, and then that's the art form of it, where you know I should use this algorithm or the other one. Yeah, that's so interesting. Okay, so what are some of the takeaways then that you really want people to get from this uh, from this talk? Um, Number one, don't jump to TensorFlow right away. Okay. Um, it's very PR driven, but don't do that. Uh, try, try going to Scikit-Learn, uh, which is a, which I'm sure the data scientists will beat me up outside in the parking lot for saying this, but Scikit-Learn is like jQuery for the machine learning, right? Okay. Where it's kind of wrapped up all the algorithms uh, very easily. Mm. And so, as long as you have an intuition of which algorithm to use, you can pass in your data and very quickly get results back uh, with scikit-learn, so it's cheap and fast. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Tensor, TensorFlow, you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna do a lot of uh, machine learning, you have to write a lot of code, or write less code but have a longer time to train because it's kind of running on a GPU or you just have a large data set. Right? Oh, I so see. Okay. it's it, it's easier to learn and quickly iterate your understanding using scikit-learn, and then you can kind of progress and use TensorFlow when you want to use deep learning and stuff. A lot of people think machine learning equals deep learning, but it's sort of like a smaller field. Um, so with machine learning, you can use scikit-learn. When it comes time to use deep learning, that's when TensorFlow itself. And that's really why TensorFlow was created in the first place at Google. Mm. Yeah. 
So what was it like actually preparing two talks at the same time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the Flutter one, I can do in my sleep now. And so I've done that okay. a lot of times. But yeah, I've kind of, and we talked about this last year too and a couple of days ago, like Flutter one, I've designed the talk to be like a movie trailer. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like this nice progression. And so I've kind of like memorized that talk really well. And most of my talks actually, I never have notes. Uh, even like the machine learning one, I, I, if I have notes for something, I'll feel like I have to follow a script. Yeah, get distracted. Uh, I get distracted. Yeah. And so I only do talks where I have like an intuitive understanding of the field, and then I can kind of take it anywhere, as long as I have these slides mm -hmm. uh, to take me, to guide me, right? And so the Flutter ones uh, was, I didn't have to prepare much, just kind of tweaking stuff based on new Flutter developments. The machine learning one kind of took me, a week to just make sure that I'm forming it correctly. It's the first time giving this talk. Oh, it is. Oh, and how so cool. Okay. It was just like making sure that I've kind of built a story around it. Uh, I try not to just go technical. I try to build a story. So the story was, you know, really around as a developer, you're getting started, you're getting stuck, right? And you mm -hmm. hear all these like, you go on Hacker News, you see like deep fakes and stuff, and you wonder that you'll yeah. never get to that point. <laughs> yeah. Learning on how to build all this, right? And so how to how to Build a storyline. But what was your um? What, what was the genesis of this talk? Why why the interest in this topic? Because I've had intuitions. Most of my oh. talks are. I try to do introduction talks for two reasons. Because when I get started, I run into all these roadblocks, and I kind of figure my way out. And so I want to reduce the time of other people running into those roadblocks. So I'll kind of just share that knowledge. Uh, I I do advanced topics and workshops because I feel in 40 minutes you'll never be able yeah. to teach advanced stuff. Yeah. So I never try to show code uh, and just kind of build a storyline of getting started. So introduction to Flutter, machine learning for beginners. I did like introduction to Ethereum development and stuff. It's all mm. about not running into roadblocks and me just like showing you the path. I love that. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Doing a lot of talks myself, I feel like a lot of people feel this pressure to do like intermediate advanced talks. Like, oh, nobody wants to come to a beginner talk. So many people yes. want these beginner talks. Um, they need them. Even yep. people that are at the intermediate, they, yes. it covers things that they completely miss. Yep. So, and I feel a lot of uh, beginners' conferences are very useful to them. Yeah. Once you kind of develop an understanding of the technology, you don't really go to conferences to learn more about it. Yeah. And you go to workshops yeah. and you yeah. take like six days, six hour courses or yeah. something. Yeah. And I feel like in the talk, you, 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 you have pointers where you're like, if you want to go into more advanced things, go, go here. So give you, you're basically acting as the compass of, you know, yes. how to reach, yeah. you know, a more advanced goal yeah. and to learn it. Yeah. And even if um, you're at a conference for a certain subject, it, and your advance in said subject, you might want to go just for something completely different. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, there's a talk on this. I, I've always wanted to learn about that. Tell yeah. me more yeah. about, exactly. about this. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much yeah. value in that. Flutter. Flutter. Flutter, yes. <laughs> oh, Flutter. Fluffnutter. Well, yeah, sure. Fluffnutter. I don't really like marshmallows. So. I don't, I, you know, the idea of marshmallow and peanut butter together is just gag. Yeah, it's really good. I've never tried it. I love peanut butter. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's really yeah. disgusting. Peanut butter is good? No, no marshmallow and peanut butter is Oh, okay. But you like peanut butter? Sure. Okay. Please so let me ask you a question. What do you do to, um, to prevent burnout? What's, what is your way to get away from the screen? What do you do? <laughs> <I push. laughs> um, I think play, I think more watch movies. I don't get time to play games as much, mm -hmm. but kind of watch movies a lot or TV shows. Um, 
mainly movies. I'm a big movie guy. Oh, yeah. And so I'll always try to, like, every week go, try to go to a movie or something. Have, have you seen Interstellar now 20 times? Because last time we, we spoke, you saw it five times. Yeah, I've seen, I seen it a lot more times. Yes, I, I did watch <laughs> no, it. No, you didn't. You didn't watch it more. No, no, I've seen it. I, so <laughs> Dark, Dark Knight, Interstellar. And I think a couple other movies, I, I kind of play in the background. Uh, uh, oh, okay, not, yeah. Not a yeah, lot, okay, but okay. yeah, I'll yeah. just play in the background. Oh, yeah, Batman vs. Superman. That's that's something I'll play in the background a lot. Nice. Yeah. Batman vs. Cool. Superman, really? Yes. Such so a great like movie. That movie. So okay, many. I'm going to get started on this, if we have time. Sure, please. Go. Lisa Snyder cut. So, basically, Batman Superman is a great movie. Yeah. The theatrical version was garbage. Okay. Okay. Utter trash. So if you just watch it in theaters, it's garbage. Oh, okay. What they did was they kind of screwed up on the theatrical cut, but the director's cut kind of like ties the entire movie together. Oh, tell us. So okay. when you watch the director's cut, you understand why actually Batman and Superman want to fight each other. Because mm -hmm. you never understand that in the theater, and I'm wondering why they want to fight the whole way. Uh, so you understand that. You understand the motivations of the bad guy and why Lex Luthor is, wants them to fight and everything. So director's cut, must watch. Mm -hmm. Justice League was a total mess, yeah. which yes. is why I've only seen that movie once. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Superman mustache. I understand. And that's really because... Bad CG. Yeah, that's really because uh, Zack Snyder had to leave halfway. There's a mythical cut that exists called the Snyder Cut. Uh -huh. uh, that is the entire Justice League movie done in Zack Snyder's vision. Oh. Um, but but he left. they never released it. It's been like four years, and there's three years, and it's still like... Jim talked about it. it. I, you know what I think they're going to release really it. Exist. They're going to. I think it does exist. It does. They I think they're release it on HBO Max because they want subscribers for that uh, stupid streaming service. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but this night, the cut for um, Superman vs Superman is. It's, it's released, is released. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch. It got released with Blu-ray. And so what's funny is some of the reviewers reviewed the theatrical version, gave it like a ten percent reviewed the uh, director's cut and gave it like a 7580. It's not the best movie, but it's a great movie to watch. Is this supposed to be based on the Frank Miller comic? Yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck's yeah. a great Batman. You know, speaking uh, of HBO Max, all the Studio, <laughs> studio Ghibli movies are going to be on HBO Max. Yes. All of them, the whole library. What? Yeah. Oh, We're so going we right back to cable. I yeah, now have Netflix. Are. I have Disney Plus. Why Disney Plus? Mandalorian and all the Simpsons episodes. I cannot understand why. Like so, like I've got Netflix and I've got and I've got Amazon Prime. That's it. Yeah, I have Amazon Prime is really for the packages. Like the videos is like an extra. Like that's it. Disney Plus don't care. If I care that much, I'll just buy it. I'm gonna start pirating soon. Because it's gonna happen. We're going right back. So you know It's fine. We're gonna need to go back to like the Kazal light days. Yeah. Right? Because that's what's gonna happen. We're just going full circle. It is ridiculous the costs. I saw someone on Twitter, they were like, you know what would be great if someone took all these things, combined yeah. them into some sort of, I don't know, package. Yeah, <laughs> cable, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. No. Which is going to happen. And I'm it's sure, happen. I'm yeah. sure either Google or Amazon, one of these big guys, are going to just make it out of a deal. Apple Plus. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah, Apple Plus. Well, I think they tried to do that with Apple TV. The yeah, I bet yeah. behind the scenes, they're trying to make yes. deals. They're, I'm sure they're trying to. It didn't happen. Uh, See, that's what I like Amazon. Once everyone starts losing money, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when it's like two bucks. Okay, yeah. I'll pay two bucks. Yeah. Well, I like investigation discovery. Like, hello, that's all I need. Okay. Um, what do you think of of uh, Apple TV Plus? Have you seen any of the shows? No, I haven't. I've heard uh, the Jason Momoa show See. is good. C is pretty good. It's weird. 
It's weird? Like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, it looks weird. It's all futuristic weirdness. Uh, the, the one I want to see is, I saw a clip for it, the M. Night uh, Shyamalan movie. Oh, yeah. Is it a movie or a TV show? I think it's a show. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. No, I've already watched that, Morning, the Morning Show. I was going to. I haven't looked at it yet, honestly. Yeah. That one, was, that one was good. Is why I know. That was good, but I just don't like Jennifer Aniston. She's really? that good of an actress. Like she does. Like not we yeah, put her next like, to Reese like, Witherspoon yeah, and. Yeah, but uh, um, Jennifer Aniston is like yeah. known a writer. I can't see like, anyone but always what? the same person. No, uh, always no, no, the same sure. person. She's, a, she's always yeah. she's always the yeah. same person. That's okay as long as you like that person. Well, that's uh, yeah. but that's like George yeah. Clooney and Brad Pitt also. I saw Ad Astro or whatever with Brad Pitt, and it's just Brad Pitt in space. It's yeah. a good movie, <laughs> but it's Brad Pitt in space. Brad Pitt in space. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you look at like a real actor like Johnny Depp plays yes. actual yes. different yes. characters. Or Matthew McConaughey. Different characters. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's oh, a good yeah, Matthew McConaughey really movie that almost no one saw called Beach Bum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's really Fantastic. Mud. Mud is great. Exactly. What was a detective? True Detective. True Detective. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. those are actors. Excuse me, but do you know where what his first role was? Go ahead. Unsolved Mysteries. Was it? Yes. No idea. He was on Unsolved Mysteries. It's my favorite episode. Really? Yes. Was he on Unsolved Mysteries? He played so like a reenactment. He, he did a reenactment scene really? of this guy. So it's this guy who ends up being a serial killer. Believe it or not, at the time that they did the Unsolved Mysteries episode, they had no idea that this guy was a serial killer. He was just a perv who was slashing kids. Sorry. This was Matthew McConaughey? Sorry, this kind of got really deep. Um, this was Matthew McConaughey? No. Oh, okay. No, he's the guy. So, so this, <laughs> this dirty old man gets out of the truck and is exposing himself. Matthew McConaughey is having none of it. And he goes out and tells him to get back in the car and he takes his keys. The guy gets out a shotgun and shoots him. Oh, no. So there's this. Matthew un- guys? No, no, no. He's scene. all right, all right, all right. It. It's like he's like, oh. I wore that shirt. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, they do? It's oh, they, fantastic. The last copy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just look it up. <laughs> okay. You know what? Yeah. We'll put it. We'll put the. Okay, yeah. we will. Yes. yes, we will. We will. <laughs> I will find it. Okay. <laughs> we'll find Sarah will find it. Well, that being cool. said, um, how can uh, people find out more about you? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at uh, Faisal Abbott, um, or LinkedIn, or just email me. Honestly, just whatever you can find my name. Oh, and I love, I love that you do this. This is worth mentioning that you actually put a link in your Twitter to where you could uh, calendarly. Yeah, it's a uh, calendarly link. Office yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, office hours. Basically, if you want to talk about startups, movies, technology, anything uh, that you think oh, yeah. I might know, just like book a time with me, and we can have a video chat. Or if you're local to Toronto, we can meet up for coffee. I should do that. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm I just, know a lot. Just gonna put some. You should. Sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks everybody for watching. We got a lot more coming up. Take care. Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us a review. Kick a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton. I I like romance novels. They have happy endings.
I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the fuck am I talking about?